Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone, John Paul here. Um, now, the title of this is, Are You In It For The Long Haul? Um, and what I'm referring to this is, are you in business for the long haul or do you want a quick fix? Now, a lot of people I speak to are very surprised at how long it takes you to be a success. Um, and I'm not. And that might be because of my sporting background. That might be because of the amount of time I've been in business. It might be because of the mistakes I've made and, and the learnings I've, I've had and I've been fortunate to gain from each one of those mistakes. But the point is that people, in general, over-anticipate, over-exaggerate what they can do in a year. They think they can do so much in a year, but they will under-anticipate what they will achieve in 10 years. So they think they're going to absolutely break the world record and smash things out of the park in a year, but what they don't realise is if they do the basics well and can do the foundations on a daily, consistent basis, they will achieve so much more in that 10-year period. So you've got to be sure that you're in it for a long haul. Now, I blame Google, I blame Facebook, I blame Amazon, and I blame every single other entrepreneur, business owner, leader who comes on Facebook or comes on social media and gives it the big un that they have been a success in a short space of time. Because that is the outlier. That is the point, not, 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 not one percent of any single person that's ever been in business. That's a literally like saying the one person who's been born genetically gifted to run the 100 metres, like Usain Bolt, for example, and then expecting everybody else to run sub-10 second 100 metres, including, you know, if you've never left the couch and you're drinking and eating your pizzas and your kebabs, etc. It's just not going to happen. So when you see your Jeff Bezos and your um, your Gates and your, um, your Zuckerbergs of this world, and they're very successful, what you don't see is the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. Now, I know there's a lot of people saying you can outsource it, delegate it and all that, and I'm one of them, but don't believe everything else because at one point you have to have worked hard for a period of time in order to get that point where you don't have to work hard. Don't believe the bullshit on Facebook and social media when people come across as they're successful and A, they haven't worked hard and B, they haven't been consistent for a decent amount of time. It's an absolute crocker. It's not true is what I'm trying to say. Those people that are like that aren't giving you the full truth and they're not also telling you how long they've had to, hard they've had to work. So, for example, the, the big tech companies, what they don't tell you is they lose money, sometimes hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars or pounds over the first couple of years. And it's incredibly stressful and there's A and B, C, D, E, F rounds of funding. And it takes a long, long time. I think Facebook never made money for five years. And they lost hundreds and tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars of investment. So when you actually boil down the, the crux of it is you've got to be in the long haul to be a success. And it is one of the most painful decisions when you get into business is that you've got to be in it for the length of time, for longevity. To, to look at the shiny penny syndrome and to say, right, well, that hasn't worked in a week. I'm going to change it. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to try something new. is actually poor business sense. It's not consistent and it's setting you up to fail. Now, I just want to give you an example. I mean, those guys, those of you who've listened to my podcast know I'll tell you um, I'm very, very straight talking. I'm very upfront and honest. 
And I'll tell you when um, I've made mistakes, and I have made mistakes. And in the beginning, a lot of the mistakes I made was was shiny penny syndrome, where I tried something to do with prospecting, or I tried something to do with business, or I tried something to do with employing somebody who I thought was going to bring in a lot of a lot of income, and I I didn't give them long enough. And literally within a week, a day, a month, whatever it was, um, I changed direction. I said, right, that that phone call type of phone call or that script's not going to work. That Facebook marketing or advertising or those letters or those leaflets or whatever it is or that individual, that's not going to work. You have to give it a certain level of time. First of all, you've got to get your strategy right. And then it boils down to your tactics. So your strategy is the overarching, what am I going to do to gain the business? And the tactics is breaking it down into bite-sized chunks. So again, if you're going to be in it for the longevity and you're going to be in it for a decent amount of time, you have to have the strategy right first of all, because without the strategy you really are, you know, button blindfolded. And then you've got to break it down into the tactics. So again, anything to do with business, you've got to break it down into bite-sized chunks because business is too complicated and too much structure to do it in a, in a one particular go. So for instance, you know, in the agency roadmap, the book I've written, we talk about the nine modules. And it's from values to KPIs to recruitment to management to leadership, prospecting, financial management, et cetera, et cetera. You've got to break each module down into those those particular modules, and then you've got to look at the module on its own merit. And then you've got to really devote your time, efforts, and, and resources into that particular module until you've cracked it, and then you move on to the next one. So a good example is um, systems. So you've got to try and write procedures for your business, because as we all know, and I'm not going to you know preach to convert it, I know you guys all buy and subscribe to that. If you haven't got systems in a business, you've got no accountability. You've got no structure. And if you've got, got no structure, then that is just pure utter chaos in a business. And we can't have that. So we, we start processing, writing the procedures and the processes for the business. If we just do a couple of weeks or a couple of months and we get about a third or a half or 60% of the way through and we stop, do you think we're ever going to come back and write those other 40, 50% worth of procedures? Of course we're not. If we don't do it in a one or we don't have a set defined plan, of when we're going to do, what we're going to do, and how we're going to do it, then guess what, guys? It's just not going to get done. And you know that, and I know that. And we've got to be in this for the long haul. It's it's all about forming and creating those really good positive habits. You do little and often, little and often. So when you guys, if you go to the gym, you don't want to do three hours worth of training in a day because it'll absolutely sicken you off. You could potentially pull a muscle. You won't be interested, and you won't do it again. But the point is, if you do little and often, start off with 20 minutes, then 30 minutes, then 40 minutes, then an hour, and then an hour and 20. And before you know it, you're smashing the treadmill, you're, you're hitting the weights, you're breaking your PBs, you're doing your plyometrics, you're doing your weightlifting, whatever is interesting to you and whatever you want to do. But you've got to do it little and often consistently. And the li- more little and often you do it, the more likely you will ingrain that as a habit. Once it's a habit and once it's ingrained, then that's when we start to go from short-term games to long-term efforts. So short-term games is exactly that. It's shiny penny where we do something for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and we expect to see big results. We have to do it little and often consistently over the period of time. So one of my clients, he's an estate agent, and he's, we've just been working together a couple of months. I actually asked him if I could share this story, but, but keep his name out, and he quite, uh, quite thankfully said yes. So he came to me, we've been working together for two months, and he came to me a couple of weeks ago and he went, John, I'm not getting this prospecting. I'm just not getting the results. I went, fine, great. How much have you done? He went, well, I did a couple of hours last week, 
And then I was on holiday for two weeks and then I did about two or three days for 20 minutes and then you get my drift. He wasn't consistent in it. And I said, by the way, even if you did from day one and you were consistent for 60 days, for 90 days, that's when you can start to, you'll get the quick wins. You'll get the the uh, the outlier wins. You'll get probably, you know, 5% who'll say, um, yes, I want to use you right now. 5% who'll probably say, do you know what? I'll use you next month or maybe 60 days. But the 90% will say 90 days to 120, if not years down the line, they won't want to use you then. The longest anybody has used us after they've received an email, a phone call, a letter, a leaflet, whatever, is seven and a half years later they used us. So we contacted them, oh, bloody hell, back in 2009-10. And then a couple of years ago, they got in touch with us and said, right, we've been getting your letters very sporadically. We've been getting your leaflets. We've seen your boards up had your door knocks, whatever it is, the odd phone call, we now want to use you to find us a tenant. We've been managing it ourselves, but there's too much legislation, regulation, compliance, and we, we want you to do it. That was six and a half, seven years later, but we were in it for the long haul. Now, if we'd have just said, right, they have, we haven't had a response after two letters, we're going to pack in, we'd have never got that. Now, again, those, those um, sort of data-driven people could say, right, well, how many phone calls, how many letters, how many leaflets? Let's work out a cost ratio analysis of what it cost you as opposed to the benefit. You could do that. I would also tell you to get a life <laughs> because I think the fact is we've got their business now and we don't know who they don't know. So they could know a lot of people with property. So again, it's like that ripple effect. By helping out that one person, we don't know what sort of referrals or people that they can put us in touch with. They could thus boost our business and grow our business even more. But it's because it's that consistency and it's because it's that, that long-haul idea and that m attitude and that mentality that we've got that person now on our books. And we're like that in all aspects of our business. When we're going to grow the business, it's not a case of right from day one, I want to get the three branches or four branches or five branches. Yes, have your little goals. Have your incremental marginal gains. I get that. We need that. We need those little quick wins to get the wind in our sails, to get our backs up, to get that little momentum behind us and then to push on the business. But what I'm saying is be in it for a long haul. Now, I'm not suggesting 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years. But the Rothschilds, that famous banking dynasty, had a 250-year plan. They knew that they wouldn't be as successful as what they thought or hoped they were going to be in their lifetime, or the grandkids' lifetime, or the great-grandkids' lifetime. Five, six, seven greats-grandkids, that's when they were going to realise the wealth that the Rothschilds family the dynasty had actually produced. Now, I'm not for one minute expecting you guys to wait for that long, but what I am certainly saying is, you know, don't just think that you're going to be this time next year, Rodney, and you're going to be rich in billionaires and billionaires and trillionaires in, in, in a year. Have a minimum of a five-year plan in terms of, this is what we're going to try and aim for this year, three years, five years, ideally 10 years. You know, I've got a 10-year plan. Now I'm building the business up for an exit. I absolutely bear no bones about that. You know, and that could be in five years, it could be 10 years, it could be tomorrow if the right person came in, said the right things and offered the right amount of, uh, of cash. But we know I don't think that's going to happen for a good five to 10 years, but that's my plan. I don't want to be the oldest man in the graveyard. I don't want to be working till I'm 75, 80. I want to be doing what I want to do when I want to do it because I've got the income, the freedom and the options to do what I want to do. So make sure you're in it for the long haul. Don't have a shiny penny syndrome and, and take, you know, be sort of skewed by, I'm going to go for this uh, strategy, I'm going to go for that opportunity or that. Yes, look at them. 
Yes, uh, research them, look at them in more depth and more detail, but don't allow it to deviate from the ultimate plan of running your main business. You know, we've got something called rent to own that we're really passionately pushing and we've got some amazing opportunities. But again, we've built that into our plan, our resources, our strategy, that we have got the time and the effort and the resources and the, the, the freedom to look at those opportunities. It's not taking our eye off the ball. So hope you've enjoyed that one. Be in it for the long haul. And I'll see you next time on Leadership Revealed.